0: The following podcast contains scenes of graphic violence, abuse, afterbirth blood and unrequired disgusting details. Listener's discretion is advised. Welcome to the third episode of In the Memory of the Goldfish. I, Koi, your celestial host, will today make a new reality with you. For you. And uh, for the humans under the age of 18, I would request you not to listen to the episode after the fishing news because you really do not want these details in your life at this age. And yeah... So, jumping right onto the fishy news, the Daily Mail reports, they'll never see me. Cheeky baby elephant tries to hide behind a light pole after being caught eating a sugar cane in a field in Thailand. I mean, how cute is that? Like, it is basically how Trump was trying to hide during the White House thing, you know? We should basically name this elephant Donald the Elephant. Like... It is so adorable that it can become such a meme. I should be posting something on my Instagram, like, or Twitter. And coming to Twitter, Twitter still has not lifted the bans on my account. Like, I have not even tweeted once in my life. I am not a Trump supporter. Neither did I vote for the next person, that is the Kentucky dog who got elected as mayor. So, like, why ban me, Twitter? I'm like a ball of sunshine. Now, for this, Fox reported that Kentucky town elects dog as mayor. He's all ears. Now, it was fun reading this because like the name of the French Bulldog is Wilbur Beast and he won the race with 13,143 votes, which is the highest winning total ever for the position. I mean, his ears are so big. He is so cute I can't even I mean as long I don't care if he's like a democrat or a republican as long as he's a decent human being and loyal to his people wait he's not a human being so he's decent anyway so well wish the man a good luck and wish man good luck yeah wish man good luck and we are pretty sure he'll do good British man what the fuck Okay, so this is fun. This is very interesting. So I was scrolling through this and this new news that I found and it reads, British man to marry American woman who liked his chonky cat photo. Um, Okay, interesting. So these people separated by borders and linguistic dialects were reunited for the love of cats. Goodness, this is so cute. I really need, I'm saying cute so much today. But everything is cute in the world other than the presidential campaigns. Um, I really need to start considering my cat as the model for my Instagram feed. So, Plutus, you should really start starring with me. And let's make me famous using cats because that's what humans do, use people. That was kind of me. Anyway, let's wrap this up and move on to the most weighted part of the episode. And that is the story. All right. So, um, so I've named this story Staplers and the date I've decided to give it is 15th November 1994. The timestamp is 1843 hours. I start writing. The room is as tacky as it possibly can be. It has pink velvet everywhere. A dollhouse bigger than the person it is intended for. A four-poster bed and fairy lights which surrounded the whole room. You know, half of the kids even now, if not even kids 16, pretty little 16-year-olds, they have rooms like this and i love these rooms like those four poster beds, they they are to die for and the fairy lights i want them to other than the pink velvet i love everything in the center of it all a purple rug on which sits a girl wearing a white denim, denim white denim skirt and top over pink and white turtleneck sweater and matching socks raven hair I've written in brackets with those clip things. Yeah, those clip things. Um, so these are those clippy hairs which women, which girls used to like clip onto their hair. You know, like those colored streaks. I do not know what they're called. If you know what they're called, please let me know. So I like her dressing style overall. It's very Barbie. Cute. She was looking at the ceiling despite her overfilled room yeah that's what children do you give them something and then they are not interested in it anymore me a person 19 year old with no experience with children can testify to this this is often where her mother used to worry about her yes why look at blankness when the room is overfilled i understand mother i can you should never have children never have had children in the first place a man comes to her room Wearing denim overalls. What's with denims in this story? Not leaving one inch of his unrequited skin visible. What does that even mean? He knocks at the girl's door and says, Koi, come down for dinner. I've made Mexican lasagna. Mexican lasagna has raisins. And I cannot say that I like raisins in anything. The girl stops stomps her loose feet on the floor as if she didn't know how to speak and these gestures is all that she could make to people she would make for people to understand her yes children are animals teach them everything and this will still make the same mistakes you ask them not to make but yeah that's the fun thing about being children she tilts her head to look at the man who interrupted her trance kill the bloody bastard as she tries her best to shoot a death stare but as she does she seems that a small stream of blood which is which comes under the sleeve of the man daddy there is some red gummy thing leaking from in you is that blood what kind of a child it is if it Does not know what blood is, red, gummy, leaky thing. What the fuck? The man hurriedly simply wipes it and affirms to the girl that it was nothing for her to worry about. And the only thing she needs to worry about is dinner. Of course, I'm pretty sure Masakian Masakian is a word now. Mexican lasagna is not something the girl wants to eat and she needs to be worried about bad cooking. Reluctantly, she picks herself up. Her upper body attracted by gravity more than the rest of her body, yeah, I know this is our so descriptor, like all kids do this, and it's intensely irritating. She climbs the stairs to see that her father is on the floor now. there is red, gooey liquid around him, like a puddle. <laughs> she knows two things: how to scream. And dial 911. Both of these were useful in this case. She did both of these things. How convenient. Yeah, this should be like first lesson of school. Start screaming and start dialing 911. Two things you need to know and you're set for life. This caught the attention of some women who were on the evening lookout of the neighborhood and helped the emergency responders to understand the incomprehensible screaming. Even if she was speaking Judging from how I've written her dialogues, she is anyway incomprehensible. The attentive women were asked by the calm woman on the phone to cut open the clothing to see what was causing the bleeding. She cut the cut the shirt and started to scream. Yeah. Okay, this is, I would sound like a bigot, but that's what most people know how to do anymore. They just start, they know how to scream and then, uh, well, they know how to shoot using the video camera, which in this case would have been useful because they could have saved the person life if they did not already. Anyway, so the next jump is 15th November 2019. Okay, so good times, happy times and too much traffic noises. And the time here is 1630. How many years is this? 2019 minus 1994, do the math, I'm not good at it. So, um, so it starts as, the school counselor is in her cabin, reviewing the notes from the parents meet. The number of parents having an issue with their kids using, Using or losing too much stationery and crying all that out in front of a 30-something woman with a visible bump on her stomach. The audacity. You know, this is interesting for the story because I do not clearly remember writing the story in third person. Because I normally tend to write it in first person and since it's a diary entry, it does not make sense for it to be written as the third person perspective. Interesting. Reading through her notes, most probably she wrote even without realizing she was writing them. She got stuck on one word, staples. That also happens to be the name of the story. So it must be something important. I know it's important and you really do not want to know why it's the name of the story. The shadow on her right shoulder intensified and she was taken back to the evening when she was six. All right, was be sure she was six. And if this is some kind of mathematical issue and you plus minus and she's, she was six at that time, she cannot be 13, now oh, please do not scream at me. I do not know maths. Maths is not my first language. So I write in italics. The woman started to scream. She screamed and tried to close my eyes. It's in first person now. She was too late. I saw what I saw. Oh, okay. Stapler pins had been stapled into his skin. His whole skin had this armor of sorts, a silver armor in his skin. What happened next was the ambulance came. He was taken to the emergency room. They said they removed 30,000 stapler pins from all over his body. The food he had made had stapler pins too. Yes. Okay, and the italics, the italics. Oh my God, I'm getting goosebumps again. The italics part of it all ends and back to the third person perspective. As she came out of this trance, I need to drink water. Wait, pause. Okay, so yeah, I'm back a little hydrated. Um, So it's back in the third person view and her father was found with stapler pins stapled inside, stapled most probably by him in his own body. As she came, and I continue, as she came out of this trance, the shadow beside her solidified to become a physical mass. This resembled a little too closely to a shrunken version of a man from her memories. His hands slid onto her thighs. She was frozen. This void-like mass caressed her inner thigh. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps in my inner thighs. <sighs> and imagine a mass, like a void of sorts, which resembles perhaps your father, touches the inner your inner thigh while you're wearing your clothing and you can feel the skin under and through your clothing. The hand was touching her vaginal vestibule and it entered her cervix. She was frozen. The hand got inside her. She felt a pain like never before in her life. She felt as if all her bones were shattering. The hand came out completely drenched. She felt as if she was in labor, like as if she was having a heavy period. Her stomach cramped. Afterbirth liquid came floating out. She couldn't scream despite the pain. The man, the solid man beside her was standing still. My cat happened. Okay, sorry for that. My cat was doing some weird shit and I had to go see and it was not that weird. He, he was just meowing his life out. Anyway, back to the sadness of the story. I really don't want- I really want to like, you know, not complete but since we are here and we are gonna do that so the solid man beside her was standing still a small shapeless lifeless thing of the size of her palm came out okay i do not want i know what it is and you know what it is the umbilical cord was still attached to the little sap of flesh the blackness beside her grabbed this mass and squished it and its fluids splashed on Koi's face. Koi started to scream now she was able to move. The black mass walked out of the door. It locked it from inside. It left bloody footprints on the floor. Okay. Koi smeared herself and everything in the room and whatever that was left of her child. She was covered red. The walls were red. Her life seemed red. She was in hysterics. I mean, duh. And she was discovered the next day by the cleaners. Yeah, so that happened to the school counselor. I really do not know what happened to the rest of the school after this thing that happened. Now, off to the reality of the story. So very fortunately, I can, from my research and my knowledge, I know that I do not know that a ghost, I do not know of a ghost that induced abortion or took a child out of a mother's womb, but, um, yeah, so that did not happen. The fact that did happen going in the order is the staplers part. So this, both of the incidents are inspired from real life events that happened in jails. Um, the first one, it was found in, uh, it was in USA, I believe that there was A guy, no, let me give you proper facts, wait. Yeah, so unfortunately, I lost the article where I read it and I was trying to find it. But so one of the inmates in a prison once on some website that a forum that I read of about confessions of the staff that used to work there, he stapled his whole body with staplers and it was found out when some of the wounds were infected and he was taken to the ER and a certain number of stapler pins was retrieved from him. Um uh, from insides of him. I do not know what would be the grammar here and I do not even fucking care. Um the second one also that there was an inmate who was pregnant during her time in the jail and she um had a miscarriage and like into the toilet and she smeared the afterbirth all over the door. And yeah, so yeah, so that happened. This um, These two things actually happened with real people in real life and both of them happened willingly and voluntarily. So yeah, that's the world that we live in. And... On that note, I think you guys most probably hate me and do not want to do anything with me. But I'm still going to tell you that the podcast was hosted by, is hosted by Koi on Air. It is co-produced with Nifix. The music is by Lil Adi. And you can follow me on Twitter with the handle Koi on Air you can also once upon a time when twitter finally freaking figures out everything message me and find my rants on twitter as koi on air itself you can mail me at koi at the rate made by nefix.com the artwork or the album art and the artwork on youtube videos which you might want to check out is also made by me and yeah that's about it that's the sadness and the reality and the truths of things which you're gonna get exposed to today and i really do not i do not know how to set the mode back to cheerful dogs getting elected as mayors anymore so yeah all right bye people see ya next time